This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Hello, Caitlin Rawson. It's good to talk to you again. Hi, Bobby. Thanks for having me again. Fantastic. Well, let's get straight into it. Our top stories of the week. Uh, we like to cover, you know, the big stories that have obviously been in the headlines, but from a different point of view, giving voice to content creators, to analysts, to, you know, people who are involved in those stories. And Caitlin Rawson is one of those. So let's talk a little bit about the new national minimum wage. Bring us up to date. So new national minimum wage has been announced and it's going to be taking effect from the 1st of March. Mm-hmm. This year, um, new, the national minimum wage is going to be increasing by a couple of percentage points above what inflation um, has increased by. So the minimum wage increase um, is about 2.5 percentage points above the average rate of inflation, which was at 6% in 2023. Um, for farm workers, the new domestic, uh, new minimum wage is going to be 27 rand and 58 cents per hour. And in expanded public works programs, it's going to be 15 rand and 16 cents per hour. There have also been um, increases in the leadership allowances and the minimum wages for contract cleaning employees and employees of local authorities. Mm. So I I'm very much in favor of this minimum wage increase. I think it's really important that as a country we continue to increase our minimum wage at least in line with inflation, if not more, because otherwise we're going to end up um, in an even worse cost of living crisis than we already are. We know that even as it is with the current minimum wage that a lot of people are struggling to afford their basic necessities. So um, the fact that at least some steps are being taken to incrementally increase the minimum wage is a positive thing in my in my view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to have a minimum wage, to have a livable wage is so incredibly important. But of course, mm. as always in these things, um, Caitlin, there are detractors. There are people who say, you know, this will lead to job losses. What do you think? So that's always going to be the criticism whenever mm. minimum wage is spoken about is that people um, will say that there will be job losses. However, um, a minimum wage is something that is fundamentally necessary. And I would say that not just a minimum wage is necessary, but a living wage, a minimum living wage yeah. is necessary. Because if we don't have some sort of regulation, if we don't have some sort of rules in place about what people can be paid, then you're going to end up with employers that are paying as little as they possibly can mm. to people. And we live in a country that has such um, already such an issue with unemployment that people are desperate for dro- jobs. And people would theoretically take jobs that paid less than the minimum wage. Mm. However, that's not going to, in the long term, be beneficial for our economy and for economic growth because we're then not going to see the creation of the types of jobs that we want to see in this country where it's jobs that are able to provide a sustainable living for people, where people are able to provide for not only themselves but their families, where they're going to have disposable income to then invest further into the economy and help with that economic growth and we're going to get um, into a situation where everyone is barely making ends meet and being paid um, pennies essentially. So. We want to encourage the types of jobs that are able to pay the minimum wage and above 
rather than than any cost yeah. where the quality of job is then going to be such that people even if they have a job cannot afford to live yeah yeah um okay so obviously that will be a discussion ongoing and and hopefully in our lifetime we'll be able to see uh that real equity and ability for people to mm. have um a, a livable wage Obviously, these are the types of things that are discussed in the State of the Nation Address. We've already pretty much had an hour-long conversation from different points of views about SONA. Perhaps we should uh, delve into the EFF not being permitted to um, attend SONA. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so this was an interesting one. Um, It obviously comes after the commotion that the EFF caused at last year's um, Sona, they obviously interrupted the president at multiple different points on points of order and really caused quite a lot of disruption before um, several members that were removed from the parliament building. And essentially their punishment for that is that five, uh, Julius Malema and five other EFF members were suspended from mm. parliament without pay for the month of February. And the timing of that was deliberate um, so that they would miss this year's Sona as to be adequate punishment for the kind of chaos that they caused at last year's um, SONA. However, the EFF were obviously, and Julius Malema were not happy about that. They had been trying to appeal um, this decision from the court and trying to um, essentially appeal it so that they would be able to attend SONA. However, when it came back just before um, SONA that their application for appeal was not successful, mm. um, Julius Malema decided that then the whole of the EFF would, would be boycotting, mm. not just the five of, of them that were suspended. So what message does that give, a boycott? Um, I think in, in the eyes of the EFF, they are giving the boycott that they are not going to essentially give SONA the respect that um, the president might believe that it deserves. Mm-hmm. So they are not going to acknowledge it as an event worthy of attending. They also did throw some serious um, jabs at the courts and the court system, saying that this punishment is um, a political um, matter and that um, they are being the courts are essentially in the pocket of the ANC yeah. because of the decisions that they've made, which is a serious, serious allegations to be throwing at our at our court system and um, obviously is something that could raise a lot of concern if people take these allegations seriously. Um, so I think that EFF is essentially trying to detract from any of their shortfallings by portraying this narrative that they are being unfairly targeted and that they are um, essentially under attack from both the ANC and the courts and that they therefore will remove themselves entirely from the situation Mm. in that form of process. Mm. Always very interesting, but also very important, right? Uh, And and, and some of the uh, highlights that stood out for you from SONA were? Well, I must say, without the EFF, um, this this year's SONA was uh, definitely less exciting than last year's (laughs) SONA. Um, We got to hear the president speak uninterrupted um, this this year. Um, I do find that um, the the speech that the president gave was very predictable. Um, There was a lot of hearkening back to um, 94 and the 50 years of democracy that we've had since then, and not as much focus on the actual events of the past year Mm. um, and what has been achieved in the time span since the previous um, SONA. 
obviously there were um, some promises that was, were made, notable um, that Ramaphosa said that the worst of load shedding, he can confidently say that the worst of load shedding is behind us. And then, of course, as soon as SONA ended, I think everyone got their notifications from ESCOM to push that mm-hmm. we've been bumped up to stage four. So I think there's some serious doubt as to whether these sorts of promises made at SONA are going to be kept, especially considering that um, there were quite a few of the promises made at 2023 SONA that were re- repeated again this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we're speaking to Caitlin Rawson, a content creator, and so much more today, talking about some of the top stories of the week. We'd love to hear from you as well on 0861987000. Well, of course, I don't know if the day after the match you had a voice, Caitlin, but Bafana Bafana versus Nigeria, exciting stuff. Yeah, that was a very stressful game to watch. Um, Obviously, we were we were down one nil, and then that last minute goal to take us and give us a fighting chance took us all the way to the penalty um, penalty shootout. But unfortunately, we we just missed out. Um, I don't know about you, but I was on the edge of my seat for oh, that yes. entire penalty shootout. Mm. Um, I was barely could, could barely even watch. Um, the nerves were so high. But I feel like regardless of the outcome of of this match against Nigeria. Um, Bafana Bafana has really shown that they are a national football team that we can be proud of. I think they've exceeded everyone's expectations in this year's AFCON and really shown that they are a serious force to contend with. I mean, their defeat over Morocco was, I, I, I certainly wasn't expecting that. I mean, sure. Morocco is doing so well in the World Cup and now our football team is able to rival that and beat that. So I think it's just incredible um, what Bafana Bafana has been able to achieve in this tournament and regardless of the outcome, like they've made us proud as a nation and continued that trajectory from October when the Springboks won and all the sporting success that South Africa has been seeing in the past few months. I think we, even even though they didn't make it to the finals, we can definitely in with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they're giving us confidence once again to be supporters mm. of Bafana Bafana. And that's, uh, you know, I've been saying what you need to do is win, score goals and win, and then we'll be behind you. It's a formula exactly. that has <laughs> an age old formula. It works. Absolutely. I wonder what you do think, though, um, uh, about the Nigerian High Commission who, who came through and said, look, everyone must be very, very aware uh, of potential violent flare-ups should Nigeria win or should South Africa win. And uh, Durko came out and said, no, there's no such thing. There's no danger. Everybody must relax. I think there is a middle ground that both sides kind of failed to realize. I do think that the... Um, Nigerian statement was maybe a little bit kind of overblown in terms of uh, the fear that they were essentially creating around the the match. Um, but again, we all know that South Africa does have a history of xenophobic violence. Like it's yeah. not something that's completely unheard of. Mm. Um, and I can understand how that might be a, a small concern going into a match like this, that it could be a potential trigger. So I don't think Durko coming back and saying that there's no chance of this at all is necessarily fair. But I also don't believe that the statement from um, Nigeria was maybe worded in the best way, if I can put it like that. They they were maybe creating a little bit more 
fear surrounding the situation mm-hmm. than was absolutely necessary. So I definitely think there's a middle ground between the two positions that we can acknowledge that, yes, South Africa has a history of xenophobia and this might have been a potential trigger, but also we don't need to go to like these huge extremes of fear-mongering about yeah. it. Yeah. And then finally, what a celebration, Tyler bags the Grammy for that song that literally everywhere you go, it's playing on the TV, on the TikTok, on the, you know, anywhere on the radio, Water. Yeah, I mean, what an achievement Mm. at such a young age, she's just 22 years old, to have her first award that she's ever won be a Grammy for um, Best African Music Performance, a completely new category at the Grammys as well. I think it just shows... um, kind of the sensation that she's been and how literally her song has taken over, like you said, so many places, TikTok, radio, everywhere. It just seems like such a phenomenon. And I think it's such a huge achievement for her and something that we as South Africans can also like celebrate proudly with her. Um, It's just, it's really nice to have these positive stories coming out about our country, giving something us something to be patriotic about, giving us something to be proud about, and seeing ourselves represented on an international stage. You know, um, Tyler, um, I think we talked about her the last time that I was on yes. the show, and we, I mentioned how she's just so authentically South African. She doesn't try and hide her accent or anything like that. So <laughs> it's so nice to see that representation on an international stage, on the Grammy stage, even. What did she say when she got up there? I can't remember uh, now. I think she said, what, what the heck? What the what heck? heck? <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a there's a, a video of her sister also kind of going, what the heck? <laughs> and you're right. That yeah. authenticity is so incredible. And, um, you know, as the world is getting smaller for all the reasons we know it is, of course, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Of course, represent exactly who you are and what you're about. What content are you making next? What's interesting you on TikTok? So at the moment, everyone is asking about the elections. We had our last um, voter registration weekend Weekend, on the 3rd and the 4th, but obviously you can still register to vote online up until the president proclaims that. So a lot of people at the moment are asking, well, now that I registered, who do I vote for? And I'm going to be doing an entire series breaking down the different political parties and uh, reviewing some of their manifestos, seeing exactly what each of them stand for to help people make a little bit more of an informed decision about who who they can vote for and who they resonate with. How do we find your content? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at by Caitlin Rawson. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for spending some time with us this afternoon, Caitlin. Thanks so much. Pleasure, Thanks. Caitlin Rawson, the content creator by by Caitlin K A I T L I N Rawson on TikTok, um, and you can catch all of her content as she gets into a lot of the information and misinformation that exists uh, in the news. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.